Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. And listen, we're right here in Acts chapter 16. Last week we left off where, you know, Paul was ministering in Syria and he was basically, there was division over John and Mark. And what's radical is the Holy Spirit was working tremendously. And Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas remained in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others, with many others also. Listen, this is radical because they're moving on to Timothy with Timothy. They're going to, Timothy's going to join Paul and Silas and it's radical, man. I'm excited, man. Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. You know, they're traveling, man, in the region of Galatia and they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach, <laughs> you know, in the Word in Asia after they had come to, uh, Mysia, and they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Last week we talked about why we should listen to the Holy Spirit as believers when Jesus tells us not to go somewhere, we don't go there. Why? Because it causes issues. We we wake up with problems and we, we make these choices that are not aligned with the Holy Spirit and God's will in our life. Listen, Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 4 says, But to this day the Lord has not given you a heart to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. But Ephesians 3.16 says that according to the riches of the glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being. And as believers, we have to know our inner being with Christ inside of us and the Holy Spirit that we we are obedient to that. Father, we come before you. We thank you for growing in his word, Lord. We know that you, this program, this podcast is you know, led by your Holy Spirit and powered by, by your son, Jesus. Oh, Father, we're grateful to you, Lord. We thank you. Lord, open up our, our eyes and our ears this morning so we can be uh, ready to listen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Timothy's on a roll, man. You know, he's... Bouncing around, he's he's the son of uh, Eunice. Eunice, it's a Jewish woman, a great faith. You know, uh, I, I call her Eunice because, you know, but, but basically she taught the scriptures to Timothy from when he was a baby in the, in the synagogue and etc. And, you know, they're they're booking around Asia. They're they're walking around. I mean, they're they're. They're, they're, they're in Galatia, and they're forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they went on down and kept going and kept going. And, and they went to Macedonia. And basically, you know, they're going on and on and on and on and on to where we left off on verse 18. After the Sabbath, they went down, you know, in Macedonia. And they, you know, they went down to talk to a woman there. It was a certain woman named Lydia. And, you know, they, they, she was a seller of, uh, you know, purple from the city of uh, Thyatira who worshiped God. Basically, the Lord opened her heart to heed, thing, heed the things spoken by Paul. Now, the ministry is popping. The church is opening. Doors are opening left and right, man. God is opening doors. It's amazing because why? No takers listen. They're stepping out in faith. See, God will work when you get out there and you do his work. Let me repeat that. 
So when you step out in faith, you grab your Bible tracks, you go out there and grab your Bible. I was in Walmart the other day, met a guy in his basket with his, in a cart with his kid. He's sitting there chasing people, talking about Jesus. I mean, he wasn't beating them over the head, but he was, he was sitting there. He was just letting them come to him like fishing. It's amazing how many people he got to talk to about Jesus and how many doors opened up to talk to about Jesus Christ. But we tend to think to ourselves, oh, that we, it's, we, I don't have to do that to go to heaven. And I'm not saying that you do. What I'm saying is, is you're going to miss the opportunity to watch the Holy Spirit work in your own life. And it does something to a man or a woman. This is what God calls us to do. Led by the Spirit. And because you are sons of God, he sent the Spirit of, the, of his Son into our, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Galatians 4, 6. So they're out baptizing, man, and they're, they're out there. They're going to houses, you know. They're, they're, they're baptizing. They're doing what God's called them to do. They're on a mission. You know, the Holy Spirit's working in them. And basically, you know, they go down and they meet a slave girl who's, who's possessed with a spirit of deviation, okay? And basically, you know, the enemy was using her, this slave girl, because of, you know, they were into witchcraft and stuff like that, magic, magical stuff, you know. Basically, Paul's going to get upset because <laughs> she's going to antagonize him. <laughs> it's the enemy, man. Every time you're trying to step out and do something or pray or or preach or whatever it may be, there's always going to be an interruption. That's just the way it works. It's spiritual warfare, believers. If you're not a Christian, you're not going to understand. Because it's spiritual. The enemy wants to get us caught up so that we get our eyes off Jesus and we don't get our eyes on the prize. And, and the enemy wants to divert us through people, through things. And yes, even the people who love you or you think they love you. It's a trick. Let me explain to you. Satan will use anybody or anything that he can to trip up your walk so that you will not get out there and, and be obedient to Jesus Christ and do the will. He'll put you in a, he'll, he'll, he'll give you those choices. Ultimately, it's our choice, but he'll plant those thoughts. He's good at planting thoughts, isolating us. Once he isolates us with these thoughts, he plants them in the thoughts. Oh, just one beer will be okay for me. But you're an alcoholic. No, just one. One will get me through. Then they drink one and that's all. You know what? I just drank another one. So why? I'm going to drink another one. That's the devil saying, go ahead. You already blew it. Yeah, go ahead. Do the extra mile. Might as well. Start fresh tomorrow morning. It's what he does. He's the devil. I don't see him. No, he plants thoughts. It's spiritual. He gives us choices about feelings. I really, really, really know that to be true. He works this way. He works through music. He works through TVs. Satan will use any way he can to trip up your walk. Your marriage, he'll bring a nice looking woman into your marriage. And, oh, she'll just be so, oh, hi, everything's normal. And, you know, you're at work and all of a sudden, you know, she smiles at you and you smile at her and, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, my wife's at home. Oh, it happens. And so, you know, you're, you, you know, you, 
one thing leads to another, and then you're 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 at the uh, you know you're in the break room. Oh, she happens to be there, really. And she says, "Hi, how you doing?" And you look at her, and oh, I'm doing good. Oh, geez, how did that happen? Two Snickers bar fell down the same slot. Wow! Hey, here you go. You want one? Satan didn't do that, huh? <laughs> no. Hey, want to sit down? Sure, sit down. One leads to another. One thing leads to another. Then all of a sudden, oh, are you married? Oh, here we go. It's another choice. Here's another choice. Are you married? I notice every woman asks that. Are you married? Um, I don't know. Am I? Um, God, you're so good looking. I forgot. Oh, no, no. We're fighting now. Yeah, we're fighting now. I've heard that one. But really, you're, you're, everything's hunky-dory at home. Satan knows how to trip men up. He knows how to trip women up. He knows how to set the bait. And he knows how to get you to bite it. He knows your weakness. But Jesus says, I am your strength. Listen. Listen. John 14, 26 says, But the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You see? Listen, believers. It, Jesus is full of the Holy Spirit, man. He re- Remember when he returned from the Jordan and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness? And, 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 and the Satan tried to tempt him up. Here, you hungry? Make the rocks turn into food. I mean, come on, man. Dude, get away from me. Listen. It happened, verse 16 says, in Acts 16, now it happened as when, you know, as he went to prayer that a certain slave girl, possessed with the spirit of deviation, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. So she was working for the devil, fortune telling, and making money. Those are those stupid cards you see on the streets of Los Angeles, or wherever you see them, Las Vegas, telecards, or whatever they are, they're... Oh, a magic's magic. I don't, you know, I don't even, I don't believe in that because Jesus has overpowered that. Well, my wife told me, or this, they, you know, I'm going to die of this and they put a spell on me. Yeah, I've heard that song. Yeah, you put a spell on me. Hey, listen, Jesus Christ is more powerful than that. I get that all the time. Yeah, my neighbor put a spell on me because of the magical cards. Dude, wait, quit watching Netflix and Hollywood. Get off of the, get off of the booze and get in the Bible. I don't believe in those curses. Jesus Christ died for the curse, which was the law that subjected us to legalism. Jesus Christ is the only way. There's no fortune telling around me, man. Listen, but it's wicked. It really is. So it opens the door for Satan to come into your household. And it does. And then fear comes in. Well, a real believer doesn't fear. Paul didn't fear. Timothy didn't fear. They went to prison. They got beat. They got... They got messed up, man, for the gospel. Listen, it happened. She was possessed. This girl, verse 17 says, followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she's mocking them, you know. Here's the deal. You know, they came into her town, and she's a fortune teller, and basically they're messing up her program. She can't read people's palms, okay? Because they have the real answers, Jesus Christ. They have the real direction, the Holy Spirit, okay? So 
Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is, it, who is in heaven, Matthew 7, verse 21 says. Listen to this. They're doing the will of God. She's doing the will of the devil. Jesus said you're either for me or you're against me. Wow, pastor, this is a hard message this morning. Actually, it's not. It's not the turn or burn. You don't need people in your life that's going to lead you in a different direction. Listen, we're living one time in this life, and then we're going to check out of the motel room that we're staying in, our body. We're going to change addresses. We're going to move to another one in heaven. We must prepare now. We don't want to be left behind when, when the actual rapture happens. Paul is out there and he's, and he's, you know, he's servant to the most high God. Listen, you know, he is, you know, she did get something right. They are servants of the most high guy and who God, who, and who, and, and so verse 18 says, and this she did for many days. Can you imagine like a, a, a fly on a horse's rear, you know, or, a, or just someone provoking you? You ever go out witnessing and then you got someone just, Constantly nagging, nagging, and nagging, and nagging, and nagging, and you're talking about Jesus, or you're witnessing, or you're right there, man. Someone's, you know, I was in a hospital one day, and I was out visiting the sick, praying over the sick, and I would sneak in sometimes in the hospital, you know, and, and they'd let me in because I, you know, I was qualified. And I'm sitting in the cafeteria, man, and I'm talking to this doctor. He's a surgeon. It's amazing. Hey, how you doing? He's he's having lunch. I'm having lunch, and. I start prophesying over the guy, man. And he's like, I don't have, dude, I don't have time for this, man. This is phony baloney stuff. Well, the Holy Spirit was using me and I was prophesying deep into his childhood, into his life. And the Holy Spirit was using me to open his eyes. And I was telling him things that I didn't even know that only he knew between Jesus Christ and him. And as he was getting ready to say the sinner's prayer, man, he was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Well, a minute ago, you didn't believe. But the Holy Spirit opened your eyes. A couple seconds later, just before he's going to open his eyes, man, big old intercom. Doctor such and such is needed in the ER. There's been, you know, blah, blah, blah. He starts getting paged. There's an accident. Dude, he's running down the hallway with his pager. And I'm like, just say the word. Jesus loves you. And he died for you on the cross, man. It's all you got to (laughs) do. Listen, man, the enemy, he works in mysterious ways. But Jesus is always faithful to, to conquer the enemy no matter what, man. And so these guys are on a mission and Paul is being greatly annoyed because she's provoking him. She did this for many days. She's the palm reader. I'd like to give her my palm. But, you know, you can't do that. You see, you got to be loving. So, but Paul greatly annoyed. He turned and said to the spirit. And this is what he said. Listen, he just said, I'm done with this, man. He said, I command you in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her. He came out that very hour. But listen to verse 19. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. The Christian showed up to work again. Here he comes. You know, I get it all the time. You know, I work and I preach. Here he comes, man. He's Mr. Smiley Guy. <laughs> Look at him. Always oh, happy. He's a do-gooder. Here comes the do-gooder. But you can't let him bother you. Jesus says to love him. 
Father, forgive them. Remember when he was on the cross? Forgive those people for they know not what they do. They didn't know that they crucified the Messiah. So we got to be patient with our co-workers. We got to be loving and prayerful and, and set that example. Let the Holy Spirit in us work so that he can accomplish his goals in us. Amen. And so they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Now they're going to be dragged into the jails. They're going to be beaten. They're going to be for Jesus. Listen, I want to tell you something. You guys, note takers, take your pencil, write this down. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. You, he says, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, period. Now watch this. It goes on to say, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. You see? So you can see how the Holy Spirit's working here, man, because if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Listen, Paul is now gonna get beat down and persecuted for Jesus Christ. Watch this, man. And it's part of the program We're going to suffer, believers. Christians, we're going to suffer because Christ suffered for us. And so here we go again, verse 20. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, Oh, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. Why? Because they're they're messing up the program. Remember that. Remember the slave girl and the money. Okay. And that, you know, so verse 21 says, And they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive our observe. So basically what they're saying is, is, you know, Paul was upset, not because what the girl said was untrue, but because the girl was being viewed as the source of the truth. So these claims were as false as, as, as those, you know, leveled first against Jesus and remember, and, and then Stephen, remember? So basically these guys are laying it down for Jesus Christ and they're getting persecuted. They're starting the, the basic foundation church for us future today. It's amazing. Man, I am just so blessed. I'm, I'm amazed. And they brought, them to the ma- they brought them to the magistrates, okay? And they said they're trouble and they teach custom which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Wow, how nice. And when they had laid many, many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened, them feet, fastened their feet in the stocks. But what's amazing is the jailer is going to get saved. Watch this, man. It's amazing. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing hymns to God and the, and the prisoners were listening to them. I remember going to the prisons and preaching there. So it's, a, it's, it's radical, man. I, we used to sing hymns with my buddy James and his guitar, man. And, you know, it was, it was, it's radical, you know, James Westbourne. And he was, uh, you know, he was singing his guitar, man. And, and they're, he just, they're loving it, man. And he's just singing and he's singing and he's singing and they're doing their hymns and, and it's, it's, you know, they love it. Oh, you went to prisons to preach, you naughty pastor. Oh, no. Oh, well, I mean, come on. Paul was arrested. <laughs> oh, the divisions. But check this out, man. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, man, <laughs> when they were singing. 
so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prison prisoners had flew, fled, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. You know why? Because if, he, if the Romans found out that he, all these people got out or got loose, yeah, they would have killed him for that, man. That was highly, that's a highly crime right there for the, for the actual, you know, the jailer. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. See, Paul didn't want him to whack himself because if he killed himself, he would have basically, well, he would have went to probably, probably went to the dark side. But secondly, and we don't know that because we can't judge. But what we do know is Paul is going to witness to him now. Here's the opportunity. Do you see believers, this lady was stalking him, annoying him. Now, let me, let me, now this is important. Listen, believers, you're going to love this. Adversity happened here. Listen, the woman was used by the devil. God turned it around with a 360. They got locked up. When they're locked up, it was used for a good thing because God turned the bad, the trials, into good. And how did he do that? He allowed them to get locked up. He got he got beaten. They got beaten. Stripped of their clothes. But all that was done for a jailer to get saved. Listen. He said, we're all here. You don't got to hurt yourself. Then he called for a light, ran it. Listen, then he called for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Okay, he was scared. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? I mean, God really did a number on them. Listen, so they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. Listen, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. Isn't that amazing that God allowed this tragedy of a trial and the persecution and the beatings so that one man and his family could be saved? Isn't that amazing what Jesus will do in our lives? We get convicted of a crime, we do something bad, and God is radically there to forgive us of our sins because Jesus Christ said, if you ask for forgiveness, I'm just to forgive you of your sins. And not only that, but he takes your sins and he buries them at the bottom of the abyss. Listen, take your sins, whatever you could think of in your mind. They're between you and God right now. Listen, and say, Lord Jesus, take my sins right now. Everything that I've done, Father, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I have fallen short, but I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe, Jesus Christ, you are God. You are the Father, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Say this to yourself. Listen, take my sins, Lord, and bury them in the bottom of the ocean. Imagine your sin in a box right now. God has now taken them to the bottom of the ocean, and he buries them. And you can never, ever, the Bible says, Take them back up and throw them in your face. Jesus Christ will not do that if you really repent and you're very and you're very repentful. I don't care what it was. Jesus said, I will forgive you. Listen, isn't that amazing? It's like a, 
a radical Christmas present. It's a free gift. Listen, we can't earn it or deserve it. And God did that for the jailer. God wants to do it for you now, today. Then he wants you to gather your household and say, listen, I'm a believer. And they're going to look at you crazy. It's going to take a while. It took a long time for me. My family was like, here comes the good doer. Run. But God is faithful. And he is just. But you know something? They went on as Messianic believers and they did not hold back the word of God because Jesus Christ said, don't deny me in public or I'll, or I'll deny you in front of my father in heaven. And I believe that's why Peter was crucified upside down because he felt bad for denying Jesus three times. But Jesus forgave him. He did. Listen, don't feel ashamed today. Feel happy that Jesus Christ has come into your life right now, this very hour, to say you were forgiven. And so Paul says, I'm out of here now. But he didn't, he, you know, he didn't refuse to depart secretly, you know. When it was the day that, you know, the, magist the magistrates sent the officers saying, let these men go. You know. Paul was a Roman citizen. They couldn't hold him. We'll get into that next week. Because, you know, Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, but, you know, they realized that they were in danger of the wrath of, the, of, of, of Rome and it was unlawful to whip a Roman citizen or deny that person the right to due process. So Paul refused to leave when, when he had the opportunity because he was protecting the infant church in Philippi. And this is what we need to do is stay where God wants us no matter what the persecution is or no matter what's going on. We believers have to be strong in the faith and not give up because Christ never gave up on us. He'll be there for us even to the very end because he loves us. Listen, don't think that you're left out. Be about Jesus. Paul and Silas and, and Timothy and, 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 and Peter and, and everybody was about Jesus. They wrote these words to continue off until the year 2021 and 22 and the year 2025 to be keep going, be strong, keep going. Don't look back because when you look back, Satan will stab you in the back and then he will condemn you because Jesus said, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but God will convict us when we're wrong. Jesus will convict us when we're wrong. He'll convict our heart, but Satan will condemn us. We cannot be condemned. That is the point I'm making this morning. Don't be condemned when you're doing the work of Jesus Christ. Don't be condemned. Go freely about the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit go freely in you. And basically, Revelations 21.7 says, The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. Father God, we come before you. We thank you, Father, for being our God and we can become your sons and daughters. Lord, we thank you for this very own time that you've given us on Growing in His Word podcast. And Father, now we pray for the cities and the states of the whole United States. Father, we pray for a love and a unity and a non-division uh, in these times, Father, we come before you and we ask that you, Lord Jesus, 
just lift up the nations. We pray for our president. We pray for our family. We pray for our friends. And we pray that uh, all all the people that are suffering right now, Father, without money, clothes, food, we pray that you you comfort them, Father. Send somebody, Lord, right now. You know who they are. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you guys for logging on and growing in His Word, man. I'm excited because, listen, growing in His Word is powered by the Holy Spirit and led by Jesus Christ. We teach verse by verse through the whole Bible. We've started, you know, we're in the book of Acts now. We're going to end in Revelation. Go back to Genesis and repeat the cycle, man, until the world hears the gospel. We're just grateful that you guys are logging on. And we're happy that we're getting your emails and all your all your stuff. Listen, don't forget to log on, man, to growinginhisword.com. We're on Pandora. We're on, we're on every hot item, ticket, radio program there is, man. <laughs> and listen, next week we're going to get into... Preaching Christ at, and in Thessalonica, man, it's going to be radical, man. We're going to see a, the assault on Jason's house. We're going to see the persecution. We're going to see everything go down, man. We're going to see how, you know, the Jews refer to the Jewish leaders of the synagogue and how they, how they, you know, things pop off, man. God's good. We love you guys, man. We're going to see the ministering in, in, in Berea. It's going to be awesome, man. God bless you guys. And listen, remember, Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ wants to know you, he wants to grow you, and he wants to show you. Listen, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Get out there and say, hey, hallelujah, man. God loves you guys, man. Be that example, man. No matter what happens, don't be ashamed of the gospel. But be happy that we have a God that's in control of every situation in our life. God bless you guys, and God bless growing in his word.